Friday, April 10th, 2020. This is episode 379, and I'm your host, Patrick. <laughs> Why am I doing that terrible voice? I don't know. I have no idea. It's Friday. I'm cooped up, feeling the effects. Felt like playing the old, hey, what did, what did, what did, what did they win? Tell us what they wanted. A free week at Kelly's Fitness Center and some rice aroni. 36 degrees currently in the city of Oswego. Feels like 25, though. Highs are only going to be about 42 snow in the forecast. Yeah, you heard me right. April 10th. It's not April 1st. It's April 10th. So that's no fool's snow. And then about 1 o'clock this afternoon is supposed to turn into rain. I didn't see any snow this morning. But it uh, doesn't mean we won't. It is whipping, though. It is windy. Winds are out of the west at 25 miles per hour, so they are cruising. Gongs are just banging around town. I'm glad you stopped over. I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. It's going to be one of these. Yep. Probably. A lot of that. Probably some of this. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah, probably some of that, so... Hopefully I don't lose any of you listeners today because, I don't know. Sometimes it's, I'm, I, I'm cooped up. I, I don't have much to talk about. So, it's, but I do have a lot of up stuff coming for the show. So I'm excited. There'll be enough to talk about to keep you entertained. So I'm just kind of not wanting you to tune off right now. Stay, stay with me because it'll be fun. We'll still have a good time. Start off with a quote, don't give up. One day you'll look back and be glad you didn't. I feel that way about this show. We're coming up on over three years that we live on a planet. And there's times I've thought to myself, what am I doing with this? Where is it going? If it was going to go someplace or blow up and become something, wouldn't it have by now? And I'm like, well, who's, what's the time frame of anything? Who's setting anything and what does we live on a planet really have to be anyways? To me, it's everything. I love it. So, But there's times I've thought about giving up. There's times I've gotten too caught up in the analytics and the numbers and how many listens and all that. And, it, and then I'll say, I'm not going to talk about it anymore and I'm not going to worry about it and I won't. And then naturally, I'm a human, so I'll pick it back up. Because it was heavy once, and I remembered it was heavy, so I decided to pick pick it back up and carry it around again. Typical human. <laughs> Humans, too. We're weird. Humans are weird. I'm going to tell you later on why I think we're really weird. They're, I think we're just a strange, funny creature anyways. But stick around. We'll have fun on this show. Probably, the, probably not a lot of this, but maybe. Stick around. We'll be right back. That's not even a dog. Is that was that a wolf or a dog? No, sound like a human. Yeah, <laughs> humans. Why I think we're weird. One hundred and one. No, why I think we're weird. One hundred and five. I don't know what reason this is, but 
seeing on the news this morning started in Colorado, the great state of Colorado. I have family that live in Colorado and I love Colorado and it's a lot of beautiful state and weed is legal. So you gotta love that. Smoke yeah. Thank you. Kind of like that. And, um, but you, you know what, why humans are weird and why Americans are weird. Okay. Over in Italy, what they started was at nighttime or at, at dusk, the Italian citizens would go out on their balcony and start singing all together in unison. And I think they would sing their national anthem and all together in unison and sing and just coming together. Like, you know, so it's good. The Americans are like, okay, what can we do to come together? So in Colorado at eight o'clock at night, they started howling. Yeah, you heard me right. Howling at eight o'clock and it's on a Facebook page and it's gone like viral. And they're showing it this morning on the news and <laughs> the streets at night at eight o'clock at night, you're hearing people and it's just a cacophony of people howling. And I just shook my head. I, you know, I, I think it's awesome. We all come together and do something, but howling, I'm trying to be curious and not judgmental the best I can. I really am. But I, you know, come on, America. Ugh. But you know what America is doing? Like small businesses, they're really stepping up their game. Like uh, whiskey distilleries and stuff like that that have turned around to make hand sanitizer. Pretty amazing. And then places like Meals and Wheels are just really super busy. So, I mean, even though it's a tough, scary time that we're living in, if you're feeling real cooped up and you're not that far away from a place like a Meals on Wheels or some community center and you've got the proper PPE that you feel comfortable with, maybe that's something you could do to volunteer your time and help the community. I don't know. It's scary, isn't it? People feel... I've never been a germaphobe, though, in my life. I just never have, and... I'm not now. I'm just, I guess, aware of it. We, it's always, germs have always been around since the beginning of time. They've always been around us. Just makes you more aware. I think I talked about it on the show already. I, I do it quite a bit. I don't mean to because I have so many episodes, but I saw something on Mythbusters about it, and it was pretty amazing. You Google Mythbusters how germs are transferred or whatever it was, and it was disgusting. We have my wife's uh, family... She's got some family that live in Russia still and cousins or second cousins or something. And they're making a bunch of masks. And uh, I think it's pretty neat. I follow their live on Instagram and go in and pop in. And I have no clue what they're saying. But I, I get so entertained by watching. And I figure, like, maybe the more I watch it and I know that they're talking about sewing and masks and the words... Maybe that their speaking will start. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping. I, I, I think it'd be so neat. I anybody that's bilingual, I really admire and look up to that. Speaking a different language is pretty nifty to me. It brings me to American Sign Language. I think that that should be taught, or Universal Sign Language. I think is what I sh what I mean. Universal Sign Language would be nifty if that was taught, right? In preschool, as soon as you get into school and as soon as you learn the letter A, they teach you it. 
and sign language and so forth. Wouldn't that be neat to be able to just, I, I, I wished I learned. I can still, I can. I remember when I used to go to the gym, there was a person that was always on the treadmill or on a bike or whatever, a treadmill near me, doesn't really matter. And doing practicing sign language and had a, their phone in front of them on YouTube and would be practicing it and doing it. And I thought, what a, a great use of your time. You know, here you are at the gym doing your 30 minutes or so on the treadmill, taking that time instead of just droning on news or droning on music. This person was taking that time to learn sign language. My One of my, my cousin's son knows sign language like that. And at one time, that's what he wanted to do was be a signer and do that. I think that's neat. You, you forget about things like that too. Like right now, during this virus, anybody that is deaf or hearing impaired that is used to maybe relying on visual cues, people's mouth covered now with a mask, takes away those things. You, you, you don't think of things if it doesn't affect you. But that's affecting people right now that are hearing impaired, I'm sure, in a way that would be difficult. I did see something online not that long ago about masks that had the mouth uh, shield was clear so you could see if somebody was moving, but try to find a mask today. Good luck. Good luck. Got one in the can recorded yesterday with director Andy Palmer. That was awesome. It was groovy. Did you check out my interview with Radio Mylar? Wasn't that fun? Man, him and I had such a blast, Radio Mylar and I. Now we know what to do if they're flying crocodiles, huh? But yeah, back to Andy Palmer. That was a lot of fun. And then I had um, a recording, two recordings that I had to postpone and reschedule because I just became violently ill with this mysterious illness that I still have no idea what it is. But I'm going to make an appointment after this whole virus and pandemic has settled down because I have faith that it's going to be settling down sometime soon. It's got to end sometime. I got to get in and see my primary care physician once again and ask, you know, and just say, we've got to run more tests or something because I can't keep getting sick like this and having no idea where it comes from. And it just whoops my butt. It really does. I'm finally getting my voice back right now. But that will, uh, yeah. All right. Well, stick <laughs> big, long, dramatic pause. Stick around, and uh, when we come back, we'll we'll probably head on over. We'll learn some things. We'll head on over to the History Channel's website, find out what happened on this day of history. We'll go to the facts site, see if we can find some interesting fact about something. And I'm going to remember, remind me, to go to Word of the Day so we can find out Word of the Day. So all my listeners that are around the world that are not, English isn't their first language. We'll go from there. All right, stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I just can't do it as good. <laughs> All right, we are at the. Where do you want to? What do you want to do first? The History Channel or the Facts site? Flip a coin. 
What'd you say it was? Tails? All right, here we go. We're on the facts site. They swing from trees, they sleep a lot, and they have adorable fuzzy faces. No, we're not talking about koalas. We're talking about sloths. Why sloths? Because that's probably how we all feel right now. Being locked up, feel like in a three-toed tree sloth right now with moss growing, algae moss growing on our backs. Does it feel like it? Maybe you're all looking like you, you know how sloths are kind of their hair looks all coarse. Maybe that's why you are right now. Sloths are naturally found within the tropical rainforest in Central and Southern South America. They are what we call arboreal animals, which means they evolved to live their lives in the treetops opposed to on solid ground. There are six species of sloths across two different families, the two-toed sloth and the three-toed sloth. What it is about sloths that took the internet by storm to the point that millennials started referring to them as their spirit animals? <laughs> Take a look at some interesting facts about sloths. They're so cute. Sloths are just a groovy, interesting-looking creature. Their faces are cute. They're just a nifty-looking little animal. Sloth is more than just a name for these twee, 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 tree dwellers. Wow, this microphone really with these T's and S's. I'm not going to be having a problem with that, though. Before we go into the tree sloth thing, I, I want to go off on a tangent for a second. I pulled the trigger on the Rodecaster Pro. I'm so excited. I pulled the trigger on it. It's a good investment for the show and... You know, I talked earlier right before we started, and I said, "Where? what is we live on a planet? You know, is it going to blow up? Is it? It's something right now because you're here. You know, you're here listening, and so it means it's something to me, and I'm not going to give up on it because I enjoy it, and I really feel like this is just taking the next step up for me and put some more excitement and add a little bit of more flair to the show. All the sound effects and all that groovy things that I like to use will be so different and I'll be able to integrate them into the show easier. The sound will be better and just it'll make it fun. I, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to if I do any interviews at my house in the studios here, I can have a guest be all hooked up with their own headphones and their microphone. And if I go to do family interviews again, which I did with my wife's family way back 2017, I did that during Thanksgiving. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, add up the game. All right. So wow, we went off on topic, huh? We're back on sloths, tree sloths. Sloth is more than just a name for these tree, these tree dwellers. Sloths make moving slowly in art form so much to the point that their tendency to laze around was the inspiration for their name. They have an incredibly slow metabolism, taking up to 30 days just to digest a single leaf. Holy cow. They move at an average speed of around 13 feet per minute. Increasingly, that is only 15 feet when they're in danger. Talk about slow movers. Sloth spend as little as time possible moving even less on the ground. Sloths don't really have it easy when it comes to the predators. Yeah. They pretty much have an inability to move anything to move anything or other than a snail's pace and no defense mechanism mechanism to speak of. 
I mean, think about them. They're pretty vulnerable. They're so vulnerable, in fact, that they spend most of their time at a standstill in the hopes they simply won't be noticed. The only time they leave the tree, for example, is go to the bathroom, and that's only once a week. So it takes like 30 days to digest one leaf once a week to, before they go to the bathroom. Hmm. But you know what? Sloths in the active are much more active. Sloths in the wild are much more active than we thought. Like most animals, sloths were easy to study in captivity than in the wild. They ended up giving us a false idea on the nature of wild sloths, though. Sloths in captivity were found to sleep up to 15 to 16 hours per day. Probably feeling like how we are right now, huh? And so we made this assumption that this applied to sloths in the wild as well. A study published in 2008 actually corrected this by a large measure. It turns out that wild sloths only sleep about 9 to 10 hours per day. Just a few more hours than the average human. Hmm. Two-toed sloths have three toes, not two. Wait, what? Yeah, you heard that right. Thanks to a mistranslation from their name in Spanish, sloths' names have become a little confusing. In reality, two-toed sloths have only two claws on their front legs, like fingers, and three on their back legs, like toes. Three-toed sloths have three on the front and three at the back. The confusion here is because in Spanish, the word for toes and fingers is the same, ditos. So calling them two-toed slash fingered sloths would make a little more sense than Spanish, that is. All right. Modern-day sloths are a shell of their former selves. Sloths today are quite small creatures compared to their ancestors. Yeah, there was like these giant sloths. All the sloth species alive today grow no longer than 31 inches and weigh up to 17 pounds. Giant sloths, the modern-day sloths and ancestors, were a completely different story, though. The ancient sloths lived on the ground instead of trees, and some of them were up to 20 feet and weighed up to 5 tons. <laughs> they disappeared off the face of the earth around 11,000 years ago, most likely due to hunting. Holy cow. Sloths move so slowly that algae, or algae, however you want to say it, grows on them. Unlike the kind of algae you'll find in your swimming pool, if you leave it too long in between cleans, this algae is actually useful. This kind of al green algae only grows on sloth fur, creating a rather interesting symbiotic relationship. The sloth leaves the algae be, and allows it to thrive, and the algae in return provides some much-needed camouflage for this rager, rather defenseless animal. Huh. That's pretty neat, right? I think that's kind of good about sloths. There's, a, there's, there's more interesting facts about sloths if you want to learn more about sloths. I encourage you to go over to the fact site. Stick around. We'll be right back what's going on my friends we are at the history channel's website and we're going to find out what happened on this day of history and i'm going to try to remember to go over to the word of the day too so my listeners that english isn't your first language we'll try to end even for myself even if language english is your first language just to learn a new 
word is always good. On this day, on April 10th, 1866, the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty of Animals, the ASPCA, is founded in New York City by philanthropist and diplomat Henry Byrd. He was 54 years old when he founded 1866. Kudos to you, 1866, for realizing the importance of animals and their rights and the rights that they have, and just like us. In 1863, uh, Henry Berg had been appointed by President Abraham Lincoln to a diplomat, diplomatic post at the Russian court of Tsar Alexander II. It was there he was horrified to witness workhorses beaten by their peasant drivers. En route back to America, a June 1865 visit to the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to animals in London awakened his determination to secure a charter not only to incorporate the ASPCA but to exercise the power to arrest and prosecute violators of the law. Good for you guys. I I think that that's really important and they've throughout the years saved hundreds and hundreds of important animal lives. Here's one, 1942, World War II, Bataan Death March begins. Terrible. 1906, O. Henry's The Gift of the Magi is published. We have 1925, The Great Gatsby, F. Scott Fitzgerald's The Great Gatsby. It brings me back to a memory of The Great Gatsby in school. Do you remember having to read in school read aloud. We did. And I remember that. And it caused me anxiety because I didn't, back when you're, a, you know, adolescent, you want to look fine in front of your peers. You don't want to stand out. You want to be the cool guy or whatever. You don't, you want to make sure that if you're going to read, you're going to press the girls or I don't know. I can remember being stupid and shallow like that. I was just a kid. And so what I would do is practice anticipate what paragraph I thought was going to be mine. So I would look like who's ahead of me, who's going to be reading next. They're going to stop there. The teacher's going to have me pick up here. And then I would practice. And you know what would happen with me doing that? I wouldn't be paying attention to what was going on really because I'm more anticipating what I have to read because I want to sound right. And I look back at it now and I'm like, I wish I paid attention more. I probably would have remembered more of the gate the great Gatsby, that novel, instead of uh, worrying about how, if I was going to look like an adult or not. Isn't that weird how we are? Maybe you weren't like that, but I remember having just an adolescent boy not wanting to stand out, wanting to just kind of conform. And if you did, if you weren't like that, kudos to you. And if you're like, I, I can't relate at all. When it was my time to read, it was my time to read. I didn't think back or anticipate anybody else. And it's like, yeah, that's the way my warped little brain works sometimes. Art and Literature and Film and History, 1970. Paul McCartney announces the breakup of the, uh, breakup of the Beatles. Man, 1970. I didn't realize the year I was born by the spring of 1970. Art and Literature and Film History, 1953, the first color 3D film opens. April 10th, 1953, the horror film The House of Wax, starring Vincent Price, opens at the New York's Paramount Theater, released by Warner Brothers. 
I remember the first 3D movie I saw was with my biological father. And the movie was called Parasite, not to be confused with that new popular one that won all that Oscars, Parasite, but it was called Parasite. And it was the one of the first 3D movies that used polarized glasses instead of the red and blue because 3D, gla 3D movies used to be where you'd have a red and blue glasses, one side, you know, and these were polarized. And I remember having a fold-out for the movie because there was a big premiere for it and you'd open it up and this parasite would pop out at you. And I thought it was the scariest, creepiest movie. And years later, I YouTube tried to find it and it was like, I couldn't even watch it. It was so corny. But I remember the sound, like turning away and not having to watch because it was scaring me. And the sounds of like the thing eating somebody or popping out of their chest or something and just not liking that. And I, I can't remember what year it came out, but I think I was probably too young to be going to that 3d movie. It's probably something my biological father wanted to see. And he's like, Oh, I got the kids for the weekend instead of bringing us to a kid appropriate movie. That's the way it was in the eighties. Things were different. I remember with my cousin, one of my cousins before going with my aunt and, and him, she was going to bingo and her dropping us off and just giving us some loot and saying, here, go to the, go to the movies and go watch what you want. And us being able to watch American werewolf in London. And that I was young to watch that too. The year that came out, I can't remember what year that was. Mm, all right. 1963. I know I'm getting off topic. I'm sorry. 1963 atomic submarine USS Thresher sinks in Atlantic, killing all on board. Bummer. Uh, 1834, a torture chamber is uncovered by arson. What? A fire at the La Lulure mansion in New Orleans, Louisiana, leads to a discovery of a torture chamber where enslaved workers are routinely brutalized by Delphine La Lulure. Wow. Yikes. Uh, 1971, U.S. table tennis team visits communist China. I wonder where Forrest Gump, is that the one Forrest Gump was at? Probably. 1865, after surrendering to the Union, General Lee gives his final address to the troops. Uh, American Revolution, 1778. Revolutionary War Commander John Paul Jones sets out to raid British ships. Just popping off. And World War II, 1941, Croatia de declares independence. Yeah, all right. So we learned a little bit on this day of history. And I appreciate you stopping over for that. Stick around. We'll be right back. Malady. Malady. M-A-L-A-D-Y. An illness or disease can refer to a serious problem in a society or situation. Malady is a noun. Here's an example. All the rose bushes seem to be suffering from the same mysterious malady. Apathy is one of maladies, is one of the maladies of modern society. Malady. Malady. Got a lot of wrinkles on our brain today, didn't we? I appreciate you stopping over and sharing them with me. And I know we were a little, I mean, I was 
A little, little all over, but that's okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> like they want to hear that. Maybe they got headphones on right now. Hopefully right now the sound isn't that different during um, my, inter well, my interludes I'm not using anymore through Anchor because I realized I was having a sound difference. But once my new Rodecaster Pro comes in, that's going to be a change up the whole game. I'm going to be able to do all kinds of different things with the game, uh, the show. Still going to be live. Still going to be unedited. One and done. That's the way I like doing it. Unless, unless there's an app that comes out that makes editing super easy and allows me to edit my podcast and take out maybe, oh yeah, I forgot about that. There's my interview upcoming with Andy Palmer and my interview with Reesh from Medicine Remix. Both of them, both of them dropped. I, man, got every bit of my breath from that. Really? Um, both of them dropped the F-bomb. Don't tell anybody. It's like, uh, and if I had something I could edit to just beep that, I would love to be able to do that. And uh, I, I think with an app, if they, if there's a creator that could come out with something like that, I'd be really interested in that, wouldn't you? If you're a podcast creator, or maybe just somebody who'd like to edit on the fly, yeah, that'd be pretty neat. All right, my friends, thank you so much. I appreciate you stopping over. And uh, giving me a little bit of time. And hopefully you're not losing your mind being cooped up. It, it's, you know, it's just untrying times. Got a lot of sickness and can't get out. Can't go get hair dead. Can't anything. It's just, it's, but it's bigger than that. You know what I mean? We need to. Realize it's it's bigger than not just being able to go out and do those little convenient things that we want. And just look at the bigger picture. Do your part. Stay home. If you are going to go out, protect yourself. Protect others. Really what you're doing is you're protecting others. If, you know, if you're going out just for a walk, you don't need to wear your mask. Here in America, the way it is. If you're out by yourself, I the way I feel about it. But if you're out and... You know you can't social distance if you have to go to the market or anything, and you know you're not going to be able to keep that six feet, then by by all means, wear a mask. But if you're driving in your car by yourself, you don't need to wear a mask. That's the way I'm looking at it. Maybe, I'm no CDC director. I'm not a medical professional. I don't know if that's, for me personally, if I go take a walk, and where I live, it's so sparse here in this city, I'm not going to run into anybody else, but if I go to the store, I'm going to run into somebody. So I'm going to wear my mask. You know, I don't want to be, yeah, I want to protect myself so I can't wreck myself. That makes no sense. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. I, I would appreciate that too. And stop over to my website, WLOAP.com. I'm still giving my giveaway. I'm like just a couple more subscribers away from drawing that and giving it away and you could be the one that wins it please if you haven't subscribed do it because it's burning a hole in my pocket i want to give this gift away and it's worth it it's something that i think if you're the winner of it you're going to enjoy it and get some value out of it and that sounds about good 
check out my Wednesday show with Radio Mylar if you haven't. And then Wednesday coming up the 15th, we will have Reesh from Medicine Remixed, which will be a good episode. And then we have the 22nd, Eddie Green. Then the 29th, Andy Palmer. And then I had to reschedule a couple with Kat O'Keefe. We'll be doing ours in May now. We were originally going to be having ours out uh, May 6th, but now we're going to be recording the May 13th. So that probably won't be coming out until the 20th. And I still have a couple other in the can, too. So we got enough on the burners to keep you full for a little while here at We Live on a Planet. All right, my friends, do your best to stay curious today and not judgmental the best you can. And I'll talk to you again real soon. Peace. Oh, yeah. Hold up for a minute. I almost let you go before I, I played this phone call. Hold on. Stick around. We got a phone call before we end the show. Hey, Patrick. It's Pete, man. I got to say, I've been enjoying your interview segments on your Wednesdays. Uh, I enjoy all your shows, brother, but especially I've been enjoying all of your interview segments, but your interview with Radio Mylar, Mylar, man, that was a riot. Keep up the good work. I'm glad you are doing what you're doing with the We Live on a Planet podcast. It's, uh, It's helping me keep my sanity and providing entertainment for myself during our COVID-19 coronavirus situation. And, uh, yeah, just keep up the good work and keep on doing what you're doing. And I hope you feel better soon, man. I know you've been struggling with your health for whatever reason over the past year or so. Um, Hope that gets better soon for you. I will continue to send you healing uh, light and love. And uh, just hang in there, brother. Keep on doing what you do. We're living in interesting times. And I love you. And just hang in there, bro. Thank you, Peter. That's Peter McHugh. And I do appreciate you reaching out to me. See how easy it was? Peter was able to make a phone call to me using the Anchor app. If you're not using the Anchor app, head on over to WLOAP.com. Or if you have a uh, pen, 315-326-1882. All right, my friends, I'll talk to you again real soon. Peace.